Welcome to the Art of Medicine, the program that explores the arts, business, and clinical aspects of the practice of medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Wilner, and today I have a special guest, Dave Combs. Dave is a musician and the composer of the beautiful music you hear in the background. We're going to talk to Dave about where that music came from and the power behind it. But before we get started, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Comp Health. If you're a physician looking for a new job or considering locum tenens for the first time, be sure to check out Comp Health. I've worked locum tenens with Comp Health. I appreciate the personalized experience I have with my recruiter, who is dedicated to my specialty and knows my needs and goals. Comp Health also offers full time permanent jobs if you are looking for a longer term switch. For more information, check out comphealth.com. Now, without further ado, let me welcome my guest, Dave Combs. Dave, thanks for joining The Art of Medicine. Thank you, Dr. Wilner. It is an honor and a privilege to be here with you today. Dave, I was listening to music, and I don't know, it sounds familiar. Is it because I've heard it like a million times, you know, at restaurants and elevators, or is it just a certain genre? Explain that to me. Well, you may well indeed have heard it before because I wrote the song 41 years ago and it's been played millions of times on lots of venues over, used to be on the radio a lot when we had easy listening radio stations back in the day. And all of those stations played Rachel's song. So you may well have heard Rachel's song <laughs> sometime in your past. So it, it's a very simple, uh, and some people tell me a very memorable song once they've heard it they remember hearing it uh, for the first time. All right, we've got a lot of things to talk about in a short amount of time, but I'm personally very curious, how did you know and when did it happen that you were gonna dedicate your life to music? Well, I grew up in East Tennessee in a musical family around music all my young life. My mother and father both played piano. My grandmother Combs played the old pump organ and the auto harp. And, and I had lots of classmates and friends that played instruments. So I grew up around music. I loved to sing. I ended up being my church's uh, part-time choir director for two years while I was in college. And I uh, had another church that I directed the choir when I started my career at AT&T Western Electric after college. So music has been kind of a supplemental part of my life and, and career all my life, but it wasn't really until Rachel's song came along in, in 1991 when I wrote the song. Uh, the story after that is when my life changed and the kind of the light bulb went off that said, yes, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. All right, and uh, not to pry, but I'm just curious. So it sounds like there was definitely a genetic predisposition. You've got two parents who are musicians, relatives who are musicians, and then plenty of environmental influence there was music uh in your ears all the time so uh sounds like uh it would have been hard to escape i think um but now tell me how old were you if if i'm not prying when you wrote rachel's song i was 33 soon to be 34 years old this was in 1981 so i was 33 years old before i wrote my first song so you're not a teenager or, or a Mozart composing, you know, at age six. That's interesting. 
No, I, and it's interesting because nobody up until that point had ever told me, Dave, you can write music. You should write a song. Nobody ever told me that. I grew up around wonderful music people. Uh, Uncle Pat Alderman was our music teacher in Unicoi County in Tennessee. And, you know, I loved uh, the man and, and uh, he, but no, no music I'd ever been involved with involved me creating the music. I always was singing somebody else's music. So it was really kind of strange. It, uh, even looking back, it seems strange that I was 33 before I wrote my first song. And then somehow you were an overnight success. Well, I wouldn't call it overnight. <laughs> I, basically, the song got its name two years later after I wrote it, when we I played it at the christening service of our godchild, Rachel. So I played the song at the end of the service and said, from now on, this song will be called Rachel's Song. So that's how it got its name. Now, roll forward another three years. I'm, in, I'm doing traveling and with Western Electric AT&T. And part of my travels takes me to Nashville, Tennessee. Well, as you well know, being in Tennessee yourself, that Nashville is Music City, USA. There's all kinds of music there. So my wife, Linda, says, get a demo recording made of Rachel's song so we can have something to listen to. Up until then, it's just been me playing it. So make a long story short, I found a studio. I got introduced to Gary Prim, a studio musician who agreed to record a an arrangement and demo recording of Rachel's song. He did so on August 22nd, 1986 at 6 p.m. in the evening. I'll never forget it because it was such a high watermark in my life. It was just a wonderful event. He recorded Rachel's song. Well, that just blew me away, the recording. And that's the one that your listeners would have heard in the background as we started. And I encourage people to go to my website and click on the Play Rachel song because you want to hear this song. And what you will hear, believe it or not, is that original demo recording made by Gary Prim, untouched. It's not been re-edited, remastered or anything. That is what I walked out of that studio that night with was that recording. And that recording changed my life. And when you composed the song originally, and then when uh, Gary Prim sort of did it, is what he did kind of what you'd heard in your head? No, well, I guess maybe in some way, but it far exceeded the, what I was expecting. I was, I, my ex expectations, I don't know what I was really expecting, but it blew me away. And uh, because he added strings, he added electric piano, he added some horns, and he, he modulated it up, up a half a step after the second verse up to the key of D flat from C. And I, hadn't, I didn't play it that way to start with. So what he created was another whole level above what I could even imagine. That's fantastic. Now, this, this program, our program, is the art of medicine. And you're here today because there is somehow a, let's call it an unexpected link between uh, Rachel's song and uh, health and illness and disease and getting better. And I see you have a book there, Touched by the Music, How the Story and Music of Rachel's Song Can Change Your Life. And now, does that have anything to do with, with medicine? Well, in many cases, it did. Uh, there's one chapter in my book, chapter 21, where I have reprinted uh, a, a number of these special notes and stories that people wrote to me over the years about how my music touched them. I've gotten over 50,000 letters 
50,000. So there's, this is just a small smattering of, of, of those. But of those stories, people were telling me that my instrumental music that they either heard in a, over the radio or they bought the CD in a gift shop someplace and played it at home or they, had the, they heard the music and some of those stories had to do with their medical or their health condition. For example, one of the first ones I ever got was from an EMT who had just gotten her license to practice EMT. And on her way home, she and her husband saw a man fall down on a sidewalk as they were driving by. Of course, being an EMT, they stopped the car. She runs out and goes to see if she can help the man. While she's there helping the man, her car door is open. She hears this music on the radio and she yells at her husband, turn that up loud. And he did. And the music calmed this gentleman down to the point where he, I think he was under a, either a panic attack or maybe having a heart attack. I don't know, but he was certainly having distress. And she said it, that music calmed him down. And by the time the, the ambulance got there, uh, he was okay. He had recovered so forth. And that was just one, that was one of the very first notes that I ever got. Another one was a, uh, a lady who wrote me that said a friend of hers who was a musician was dying of cancer and she was at her home. And so she had taken her Walkman player with headphones to this lady so she could lie in bed and listen to my music. And she said she told me the story of how she could see because this lady was a musician. She played the organ, piano, accordion. So she was a great musician, but she was dying of cancer. She was, as she was listening to Rachel's song, my, the, the note said that she noticed that her eyes were closed, but her fingers were playing on the sheets of her bed. She could tell that she was playing the music in her, on her bedside there. And so, and, and that she pointed to her head, headset in there and just, you know, was, and smiled. So that was another case where music really ministered to somebody that was in distress. Uh, one of them, one lady wrote me and she said, I listened to Rachel's song the entire time I was in labor with my child. So it helped me get through labor. Uh, another lady wrote me about her depression and how my music had been such an important part of her recovery from depression. And then the last one is uh, about a person that was on a ventilator near death. And the only thing he could hear was Rachel's song through his headphones. And so he, he basically would point to his headphones and smile and give a thumbs up that that was really helping him. So those are, I know those are just anecdotal, but you can, you can Google the, the, the medical articles of the research. There's tons of research about the effect of music, particularly instrumental music, on a person's stress level. And as you know well, that stress is called the kind of the, the, the big killer. It's a, it's a, major part of disease and, and death. And the research has shown that my kind of music in particular, I'd, I'd love for them to have used actually my music in the study, but other music was fine. But it <clears throat> excuse me, shows that your, your blood pressure can come down, your heart rate will come down, certainly, and your level of anxiety and stress can be reduced by, by music, in particular my music. So I know now of those 50,000 letters I got, a lot of those deal with health issues and the person, how it impacted their health and well-being. 
You know, way back when I was in uh, medical school, my favorite professor was a professor of psychiatry, and he was kind of pioneering the field. He he loved music. He was not a musician, but mm -hmm. I used to go to his home, and you know, in those days, people had the big vinyl records. Oh, yeah, right. And I think he had a collection. Well, it was an entire wall that he had, and I think it was about three thousand recordings. Wow that he told me, and he believed in something called musicotherapy. And uh, it, it, it was his personal passion, but he also believed that it had uh, healing uh, qualities. I remember he had uh, several recordings of the same, the New World Symphony. The New yes. World Symphony? Oh, yes, yes. And he had several recordings by different uh, conductors. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and if you listen to them closely, and I, I did often because I visited often, I actually got to the point where I could tell, you know, which, which composer it was because there yeah. was just a different sort of mood, flavor. I mean, I played the music at the beginning because it's so hard to talk about music. You know, it's like talking about a color. You know, how do you, how do you talk about, you know, it's energetic, you know, it's soothing, but you know, it, it, you can't get close to describing it. So what it does in the brain, I think is, is really fascinating. And it's great that your music has actually been able to, to help people to be therapeutic. I think that's uh, fantastic. And so I after think Rachel's still... song, were there any, yeah. did you yeah. write any more songs? Well, yeah, that was when I realized that I had, I guess it was the awakening of my gift. And then once I realized I had the gift and a lot of these letters that I would get from people, believe it or not, would tell me, Dave Combs, your music is so special. This is what God put you on this planet to do. And I thought, whoa. And I don't know whether that's God speaking or the, I'm just getting a letter and maybe this is a letter from God. I don't know. But, you know, I got the message and that I really took it to heart that I needed to create more. So I ended up writing. Now, this was 86 is when I recorded Rachel's song. By 88, I produced my first album of Rachel's song, which when you go to my website, you'll see the, the cover of the Rachel's song CD on the right hand side. So I had all my, my first seven songs I ever wrote put on that album. That was my first recording. And so every year thereafter, though, I would go back to Nashville and record with Gary another album. So I eventually wrote over 120 songs, and he and I have recorded over 170 songs on 14 albums. Actually, I made it 15. I, I did a sampling album, but basically 14 albums of recorded music arranged and performed by Gary Prim. Some of them are my favorite hymns. I would pick out my favorite hymns and say, Gary, play your version of these hymns. We did those albums. I have four of those. I have another album called Celebrate Freedom that is all patriotic music. And there's a story, we don't have time to go into it, but there's a story behind this album that has to do with the Desert Storm War and a scholarship that ensued from that. And then I have an album of my favorite popular songs like Misty and Moore and Moon River, all those beautiful old songs that I know you and I both love. So I have an album of those, and it's called Familiar Favorites. So yeah, I've, I've, there's been a lot of music created since that one song. 
Did you, did you ever just sit there and say, gee, I'm writing this song, but it's just not going to be as good as Rachel's song? I mean, did that kind of hang over your head? Or did you just say, well, you know, just do what I can do? Or how did you deal with that? Well, obviously, let's say I only had Rachel's song. Now, the next thing I do is go to Nashville and present Gary with another song. So my expectation was, like you said, I was really concerned is, is, what, is, is what he's going to do with this song going to be up to the standard of Rachel's song, or am I going to be disappointed? The, real, the answer is I was even more excited because he took all of my songs that I wrote, the melodies and the chords, made them sound as good as I could ever imagine. And yes, they're different, but they're, they're, it's a good different. There's, it's like asking you, which, is, which of your children or yours is your favorite child? You know, they're, they're all unique and, and special. That's fantastic. Well, you know, it's great that you weren't, what is it, uh, you know, a one day wonder that you had this big hit and then, you know. That one hit that wonder, was, a one hit wonder. One hit yeah. Wonder. No, that's terrific. And uh, it's, it's very uh, inspirational. Well, to close, where can people get in touch with you and find your books and your music? Well, they can go to my website. That's the best place to go and is to go to www now you don't don't need the www anymore but go to combsmusic.com combsmusic.com i'll put that in the show notes yeah right? just in the, if you put that in the show notes uh, that'll be fine and once you get there you can see my book over on the left part of the screen and my cd of rachel's song on the right and links underneath if you click there it'll take you to amazon where you can purchase the cd or purchase the book and in the middle is this little play button that says play Rachel's song. And it's not a sample. It is the real deal. It's the original full-length recording of Rachel's song that you can play straight from my homepage. And then there are links, of course, at the top where you can explore my other albums and my other material about me, about Gary Prim, and, and so forth. And you can contact me. There's a, a way to email me at the bottom of the screen. It's dave at combsmusic.com. I love to hear from people, obviously. And uh, so it's very simple. I've tried to keep it very easy and simple for people to remember and be able to do that. Combsmusic.com. Well, I'm going to press that button right now so I can hear <laughs> the, rest of, the rest of this uh, beautiful uh, music. And uh, I want to thank you, Dave, for, for sharing and for the, the hard work that you are doing and also for the, uh, you know, the, the therapeutic nature of your work. I, I think that's very exciting. Well, thanks for being on The Art of Medicine. Thank you, Dr. Wilmer, and uh, it's been a pleasure to be here, and I look forward to seeing you again sometime. Thank you. Well, wasn't that fascinating and inspirational? Thank you very much, Dave Combs. And now, before we close, I'd like to give another thanks to our sponsor, Comp Health. At CompHealth, you can talk with a recruiter who knows your specialty and will actually get to know you and your goals. Consider starting your personalized job search at CompHealth. That's CompHealth.com. Thanks very much for watching and see you next time. This program is hosted, edited, and produced by Andrew Wilner, MD, F-A-C-P-F-A-A-N. Guests receive no financial compensation for their appearance on the art of medicine. Andrew Wilner, MD, is Associate Professor of Neurology at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center, Memphis, Tennessee. 
Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on this program belong solely to Dr. Wilner and his guests and not necessarily to their employers, organizations, or other group or individual. While this program intends to be informative, it is meant for entertainment purposes only. The art of medicine does not offer professional financial, legal, or medical advice. Dr. Wilner and his guests assume no responsibility or liability for any damages, financial or otherwise, that arise in connection with consuming this program's content. Thanks for watching. For more episodes of The Art of Medicine, please subscribe www.andrewwilner.com.